It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here are your hosts, Matt Peck and Big Dave Watson. What's up and welcome into Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. You can follow my co-host, Big Dave Watson, at Bow B-A-W-L Sports. You can follow us at Locked On Bulls. Shoot us an email, LockedOnBulls at gmail.com. And of course, that text and voicemail line is always there for you, our fellow Bulls fans. 331-979-1369 is that number. We're going to get into some texts and some emails later in today's show. We've also got some fresh voicemails to get to. We'll get to those later in the week. And we're going to start off today with some great news and some great quotes about one Patrick Williams, who is at Team USA Select training camp right now. Today's episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the Spotify Green Room app and find one of the many locked on rooms today. Big Dave, how are you, my friend? Um, I, I, I hear that you are perhaps in need of a bacchiatomy of some kind. <laughs> I have a, I'm beautiful, first of all, man. Um, but yeah, I woke up, I had a pinched nerve in my back. It'll go away uh, in a couple hours, but I usually get them. Um, I think I told this to John and then his wife immediately became concerned because, you know, she's in the medical field. Right. And she immediately became concerned about it and was like, wait, what? <laughs> Why does this happen outside of you? You know, do stuff. You, you got to look into it and stuff. You know what I mean? I'm like, eh, you know, whatever. You know, <laughs> it's just a pinch nerve. I'll be okay. But that's not the thing I'm not, I'm excited about, man. I want to say this real about? quick. I'm very excited about something because I am now uh, an adult because I recently, I now have this. <laughs> Whoa! I got myself an iPad, sir. I have grown up, Mama. I made it. I got an iPad, and I'm very excited about it. I cannot wait to go everywhere. When I'm coming to your house, <laughs> when I'm coming to your house, buddy, like it, it will be all up on that skyway, man. I mm. can't wait. I will now be elitist and loving it. I can't wait. Whoa. Oh my goodness. That that by the way, you are correct. That is the truest side of adulthood is when you get your first get your first iPass. I currently don't have a car, but whenever I borrow my parents, I love that it has that iPass in it because yeah. I do a lot of driving from Chicago around the bend of Indiana and up into Michigan, uh, mm-hmm. where I am in Michigan now. And man, using that that Skyway shortcut to get around mm-hmm. the bends and say, "Hey, all you losers on 94." Yes. yes. Off! I can't wait. I can't wait. Like, I'm so excited. <laughs> like, I just, because the Skyway is literally right right down the street from my house. So it's like, it's like a, a going into like the Bat Cave, you know, because it's just a quick escape, you know, it's right. a zoom, zoom, and I'm going. And I, ah, look at all this open road. <laughs> no one's like, here. Uh, I can't remember what car brand it was, but back in the day, there was that one car brand that had that commercial with that song, Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. <laughs> oh, was it Mazda? Yeah. I think it was Mazda. I think Mazda. Yeah. I think Mazda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, zoom, zoom, zoom. Yeah, zoom, zoom, zoom. That's gonna be you, Big Dave. That's gonna yeah, be you. The same hand movement and everything. I in, can't wait. In, yeah. in the I pass lane, yep. and then and then the little hamsters are gonna be cruising by you. Listen to their because <laughs> <laughs> you know the little hamsters have I pass too. 
Of course they do. They're little hamsters. Like, why wouldn't they have an iPad? You know, yeah. hamsters are responsible. The, the, the Kia hamsters. You have a Kia, right? I do. And I love it so much. I call it a Decepticon because it's, it's very, you know, unassuming because when you look at it, it looks like that I have to pick it up and put it on to get in it. Mm-hmm. But when I get in it, it's just so, you've been in it, it's just so roomy. It's and it's so ride. like, yeah, it's very comfortable and nice. And it's a perfect Chicago car because I can park anywhere, you know, like I can park anywhere I want to, you know, because it's very compact and small. But yeah, it looks like I can't. I, the other day, man, I was in a Walgreens and I got out the car. And I, <laughs> when I got out the car, this guy saw me. He said, man, that's a small car for a big dude like you, man. <laughs> and I said, it's deceptive, man. Now, I wasn't going to tell him, hey, come sit inside so I can prove you wrong because, you know, I don't know you. <laughs> You're a stranger. But take my word for it. It's very deceptive. It's very roomy and very comfortable. Shout out, shout out to Kia. And if something goes wrong with my Kia, I know I can go to Rock Auto and get some parts and repair it, and it'd be awesome. Oh, always, baby. RockAuto.com. Yeah. Always there for you. Um, all right. So first thing we want to talk about today, uh, we got a nice uh, collection of quotes from Patrick Williams and – uh, one of his coaches uh, after a Team USA select practice uh, earlier today when some people met with the media via Zoom. So, you know, P-Dub, obviously very excited. He said he was surprised when he got the call to to be invited to be on Team USA select. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, so this is a word that we've heard connected to P-Dub before when he was a rookie and first drafted and, and Bulls mm-hmm. teammates were talking about what it was like working with P-Dub in his first NBA training camp. Uh, shortened as it was, saying being a sponge, being a sponge of knowledge and and uh, experience and anything that he can absorb from people, whether it be coaches or veteran players around him, soaking up as much basketball and NBA knowledge as possible. Uh, here's an interesting quote uh, from this report from, from Rob Chafin, NBCSportsChicago.com, yeah. from Patrick Williams. You've got the best of the best here. Uh, if, uh, if they weren't, they wouldn't be here, whether it's coach, nutritionist, anybody who works for Team USA, being a sponge to anybody, keeping open ears, even if the conversation isn't with me, players, somebody else talking to somebody else, I just walk by, just having open ears and not being afraid to ask questions, stepping mm. out of my comfort zone a little bit, being a little more vocal and being a little bit more interactional. So I, I love the fact that Patrick Williams basically just admitted to eavesdropping in and around any he's like, oh, are 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 people more experienced than me talking about basketball? I'm just gonna mm-hmm. walk by and just see what they're saying <laughs> and absorb that information. It's awesome mm-hmm. to hear that from a 19-year-old on this Bulls team. It really is, man, man. It, it just makes you feel good. And it's gonna be a point in time where this stuff doesn't surprise him anymore when he gets selected for things. Because he's like he said, like, wow, I got select your team USA. I'm shocked. Like, no, dude, you're good. Like, it's, you're going to have to get used to that. And this is part of the process of getting used to uh, knowing that you're good, you know, and knowing that you belong here. Because they're not just telling you this just because, you know, you're walking around. They're like, no, you kind of belong here. We see something there. Same with Zach Levine, who already knows that he knows he belongs there. But, yeah, it's perfect, Matt. It's just perfect. I'm so excited for him to learn because he wants to learn. He just wants to get better and he wants to show like, okay, what do I have to do here? How do I move this one? And just, yeah, like you said, just walking by and hear, just hearing them probably talk about, I don't know, burgers or something, whatever, anything. Like now he knows, you know, what to eat. You know, now he might know how to treat his body a little bit better. You know, anything that they could give him 
that could give him a competitive advantage and help his career in the long run and help the Chicago Bulls. It's just beautiful to hear, man. And it's good that he's getting it at such a young age, you know, at 19 and not getting it at 26. Like, wow, I shouldn't have been, you know, eating all that before. Or, you know, man, I should have been taking that shot with the left hand. Anything, you know. I, sh- I shouldn't have been eating eight bags of Skittles every day. <laughs> I hate that you're in my head because I had that in my head. I said, no, I'm not going to say that. If that said, no, nope, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, when I read a quote about Patrick Williams just saying the word nutritionist, my brain immediately yeah. went to Derrick Rose and his Skittles. <laughs> hey, man, got to be beat. Although it was also, it, it was uh, Nikola Jokic, right, who was drinking like, you know, 18 sodas a day or whatever. <laughs> you said I was drinking like two liters a day. A day, bro. A day. My God. <laughs> that is crazy. That's too much soda. It's like, hey, Jokic, try this. It's called water. Try water. Water? (laughs) Yes, man, water. That is a lot of pop, dog. That is a lot coming from a dude who used to really drink it back in the day as a kid. But he was doing it as an adult. (laughs) As an adult. Um, We also got some great quotes about P-Dub from Eric Spolstra, heat coach, who is also the coach of the USA Select team. We want to get to that in just a minute. Quick, th- uh, quick though, I want to tell you all, uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, today's episode is brought to you in part by Spotify Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app's free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Perfect place to start or join conversations about the NBA. You'll fans just like yourself on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and, of course, reacting the big news and rumors. You can even find locked on hosts hosting green rooms across the NBA, MLB, and NHL. So go download the free green room app right now, currently available on iOS devices and a beta version for Android people as well. Be sure to create a profile, link to your Twitter, and join whichever groups that you want for the latest league updates. You'll find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and leagues. Download the green room app today. Green Room, changing the way that we talk sports. All right, Big Dave. So there are probably not many coaches in the NBA more respected than Eric Spolstra right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, like, Pop is the top of the list always. Uh, but but Spo's name is always right there uh, as far as the, the second, third, or fourth name that's mentioned underneath Greg Popovich with the most respected coaches around the league right now. Mm-hmm. He led his heat to a very surprising finals appearance in the bubble last year. Obviously, the Heat dealt with a a lot of rocky injuries and COVID issues this season, and we're bouncing the first round. But even still, there there aren't many more respected than Spo. So to hear him talk about Patrick Williams after their USA Select practice was really encouraging and and just really awesome to hear a coach as respected as he is talk about P-Will like this. So here's some of the things that Spo said about the old 19-year-old. Uh, he said, where is it? And ah, talk slow, Maddie. Talk slow, baby. <laughs> he said, Patrick fits really well. Just from a physical standpoint, the U.S. main team has this incredible firepower, right? Lots of 30-point scorers, guys that can facilitate and space uh, create space for other guys. But it starts with having players who are physically capable of being on just the same court. And he said, Patrick is quite the physical specimen, extremely strong and agile. He could play either the wing position or play that first little four position. 
I think he's set up in the future to be a great two-way basketball player, to be able to defend virtually everybody on the floor, whatever your scheme may be. And then offensively, his game has already really grown. You can tell he's extremely dedicated to have that kind of improvement. Mm-hmm. That was one quote about mm-hmm. Patrick Williams. To me, that doubled down on what Bulls fans were hoping to get from P. Will mm-hmm. when we first started to see him play is the Bulls were a roster before P. Dub's arrival and still kind of are a roster lacking in two-way talent. Guys mm-hmm. who play on both ends of the floor. We have all-stars in Zach and Vooch, who are both very, very capable on the offensive end, deadly on the offensive end, but are average defensive players at best, if you want to put it kindly. And then there are some players on this team that are known for their defense, whether it be, you know, like Garrett Temple or somebody like that, who Mm -hmm. are limited offensively. P. Will, these comments from Spo, is going to be a above-average player on both ends of the floor. Spo believes that. Mm-hmm. And and to add to that, Matt, you, you can just put this in the column and along with the other just superstars and NBA just people, I should say, that speak highly of Patrick Williams. Remember, it started with LeBron James when he said what he said about Patrick, and then it went to uh, Kawhi Leonard the guy he's actually modeling his game after even all the way down to how he acts, (laughs) you know, like he models it all after kind of Kawhi Leonard. And so when Kawhi is speaking highly of you and, and Anthony Davis spoke very highly of him, um, I'm forgetting one other player. I just, Oh, Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant had nice Mm -hmm. things to say about him. Uh, So when you're looking at the players speaking about him, now you're looking at the coach and a coach, as you mentioned, Matt, that is just super well-respected, a guy who can really truly coach. When you're thinking of guys who are like top five coaches in the league, he's always going to be in that conversation. The things that stuck out for me when, in, in what he said were two things. One, his physical <laughs> capabilities. We all talk about it. And so just to hear Spo kind of double down on it. And in my head, I, could, I just heard like, man, he's big. God, I mean, no, really, guys, he's really big. Like, <laughs> that's really what he was saying, you know? Like, he's, wow, like, this guy is something. He's just, wow, what's something to marvel at? At 19, he's got that body? That's incredible. So, and the other thing that he said that stuck out to me was dedicated. When he's how he was dedicated to being better and getting better. You know that heat culture is all about that work. They're Mm -hmm. all about that hard work and getting in there and sweating and doing all those things. So when a guy like Spo is speaking that about you, knowing how hard he makes his team work, knowing the culture that he comes from, dude, it's just, ah, <laughs> that's all it does for me, man. It makes me very excited to hear these things. It also makes me a little nervous, like, hey, Spo, you stay away from him. You can, <laughs> Yo, you yeah, can, you know they on there. <laughs> you can coach him. You can coach him for Team USA, but don't you dare come near him. Don't you dare. Don't, don't you, you be, dare. Don't you be whispering about heat culture in his ear. <laughs> right. Don't you do it. <laughs> Oh, you like to work out, huh? You know, <laughs> you know who likes to do that. You ever met Jimmy? Hey, this is our friend Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was something else that that Peter was saying about his experiences and how he's going to continue to improve because he's playing with some of the best players in the world right now for this Team USA. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he said, "I'm guarding these national team players; they're guarding me. Whether I'm on the sideline, they're playing, just hearing things about uh, them on and off the court, how they approach their development." how they're approaching their summer, 
And then he said, I think back to the stretch of this season where I guarded LeBron and Giannis mm. and Kawhi Leonard. And I mm. think it was three games back to back. Now I get a chance to do it every day. It's more than just those three guys, but it's the best in the world. They're all here. So I like a couple of things there. I like that Patrick Williams knows that it was not just some whatever happenstance that as a 19-year-old rookie, he was asked to guard three of the best 10 players in the league in consecutive games. That wasn't lost on him, which is good because I think it speaks to the fact that he should be confident. If -hmm. there's something that Bulls fans were maybe a little bit worried about with P. Willis his rookie year, it was – does he have the confidence to know that, like, not only do you have the size to play mm-hmm. with these NBA players, but you've got skill too? Mm-hmm. So, for the fact that Patrick Williams was like, "Yeah, I got a lot out of the fact that I had to guard the the biggest stars in the league as a rookie, and now I'm doing it for Team USA Select against real Team USA, and mm-hmm. it's it's not just those three guys, but it's." 12 of the best players on the planet and I'm trying to score against them and I'm trying to guard them every day in these USA practices. That is the best way for him to get better because it makes me think of a young Jimmy Butler and Tom mm-hmm. Thibodeau being like, go guard Carmelo, go guard LeBron. Like yeah. fourth, fourth quarter, you're guarding their best player all 12 minutes. And yes. P-Dub needs to do that because that that's how he's going to get better is to say okay i'm taking it upon this is a challenge to me to Mm -hmm. stop Giannis, to stop lebron to stop Kawhi leonard and then sooner soon enough he's going to be the one daring them to guard him oh yeah you're right it's it's the greatest aau gathering you know that you could probably be a part of you know um just outside of like the all-star game this this is the greatest thing that can happen to somebody that young and the other thing i like matt was him and Z- he and Zach Levine uh, being together. Because when they put out that report that he and Zach went out to dinner, and then within that conversation, he was like telling him, yo, man, you know, just what he said, just be a sponge, you know, learn everything that you can, you know, be around as many great players that you can. Just the fact that I heard that they went to dinner and did that after the game, man, they're, they're sharing a bond, you know what I mean? This is a bond that they're gonna take back to the team. Because, again, both of these guys are going to be around winning. And Zach, more so than Patrick right now, needed to be around winning because he's never been around it in his pro career. So he needed to be around that and know that, yeah, man, I I belong here. So having that camaraderie with Patrick, saying that he's going to be working out with Patrick uh, before when they first started the offseason, when they first went in there, he said, I'm going to be working out with Patrick and Kobe. So knowing that, knowing that bond is getting there, man, Oh man, like it's it just gets me excited. And again, it's all season and I get right. that, but it just yeah. gets me excited at the possibilities. Speaking about excited and Zach needing to be around winners, did you see that picture uh of the USA team that put they put out on Twitter and Instagram of him doing some drill with Steve Kerr? Oh and my <laughs> and my bull's heart just exploded into a million pieces. <laughs> I was like, Yes, Zach and yes. Steve. Yes, I immediately then, tweeted out a seat at the table. <laughs> oh yeah, yes, truly. Uh, and then and then Bulls Twitter found the picture and posted it and said two of the best shooters in Bulls history. <laughs> it's true. It's really right. Float. <laughs> uh, Steve, teach Zach how to win. <laughs> it's gonna be good, man. 
I can't wait, dude. I can't wait. Do we actually get to watch USA games? Oh, okay. Well, quickly. Well, now, fingers uh, crossed on that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> fingers crossed so on that, bro. Earlier today, breaking news out of Japan. They have declared a state of emergency in Tokyo because of the COVID numbers that have gotten so bad. And we are less than two weeks away from the Olympics. So maybe we won't get to see Zach play. I, I don't know, man. I, I hope that they can figure this out and get the uh, get the Olympics to happen, but certainly not if it's going to come at the cost yeah. of endanger endangering people, athletes or otherwise. Absolutely right. Well said, man. <sighs> it's just, oh, yeah, I saw that today and I was like, oh, crap. That, oh, crap. Uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah, we that's... shouldn't be flying people in from all over the world <laughs> to this tiny island. And it's funny because it had been discussed for months, like for a long time. Like, guys, I don't think this should be happening there. Right. <laughs> like that's, I don't think we should be doing it there. Like no, 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 it'll be fine. It'll be fine. And this is on everything, guys. About this virus is worst case scenario. Okay, right. So that's how you kind of got to look at it. Everything is worst case scenario. With all the hope you might have, you know, the reality is going to smack you in the face with this because it's been doing it since it happened. So you have to think really? worst case scenario in this situation. So this happening, yeah, <laughs> declaring a state of emergency, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, this. These are the possibilities and the realities we got to deal with now, man. So, but you're right. I hope they do find out a way to get this together, man, but not at the cost uh, of people's lives playing with their health. And that was your daily reminder to get vaccinated if you haven't been already. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We, we want to get some content in our inbox. We will do that in just a second. First, though, I want to tell you all about our great friends at Built Bar. Today's episode is sponsored by Built Bar. Try the new flavor available for a limited time just this mm. week called Grasshopper Cookie. What does it taste Stop like? It. Well, it's Built Bar's version of that classic Thin Mint cookie. I've always been a huge fan of Thin Mints. Just oh. eating a whole sleeve of them, putting them oh. in a milkshake, all Ooh. the flavor without all that sugar of a regular Stop. Thin Mint. The Grasshopper Cookie flavor, only 150 calories, only 5 grams of sugar, but 17 grams of protein. And plus, you've got the OG flavors. If you don't know them, you're missing out. You got to try all of them. Double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. Those are a few of my favorites. You can get yourself a mixed box and try two of each of the nine OG flavors available mm -hmm. at BillBar.com. So go to BillBar.com today to try that limited-time grasshopper cookie flavor or any of the other flavors. Using promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BillBar.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Oh. Hey, Dave, did I tell What's you that up? I was thinking about putting money on the Suns yesterday? You did tell me this, Matthew. I put some money on the Suns yesterday, Boom! and it cashed out for me. <laughs> you so head to bet online, and you could win money just like me with your NBA knowledge betting on these NBA Finals games. Plus, you got baseball season in full swing. You can track all the action at bet online. You can bet on the Cubs to lose because that is guaranteed cash money in your pocket right now. On? <laughs> Before that next pitch, head to bet online on your laptop or mobile device to check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. So head to the website or use that mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with promo code locked on at sign up with your first deposit. So sign up for an account at bellonline.ag. 
throw 50 bucks in your account, they'll give you 25 extra bucks to play with. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Again, that's promo code locked on at sign up. All right, Big Dave, we got some fun stuff to talk about in our inbox. Um, let's kick things off with a text from the 773. And again, reminder, if you want to be a part of the conversation here at Locked Out Bulls, just shoot us a text or leave us a voicemail at 331-979-1369. So the 773 says, hey, guys, quick question. What the F do we have to do or perhaps give to get Jeremy Grant? Let me know what you guys think. If we could keep Vooch and Zach and Pat, I think Jeremy Grant could take us to the next level at mm. the forward position. Um, thanks for the question. I've, like, I think I think Jeremy Grant would be a perfect fit for this Bulls roster yeah. right now. If, as our texter said, you can keep our two all-stars and our young rising stud in Patrick Williams, you so go. you've got a, a starting five that includes Zach, P-Dub, Vooch and Jeremy Grant, and then all you got to solve is that pesky point guard position. That 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 could be depending on who that point guard is, a heck of a starting five. Mm-hmm. But my hang up here, Big Dave, as our texter asked, is what do you have to do to make that happen? Because you know Detroit went out and signed him to say, okay, you were a great role player at your previous spot in Denver. We're going to give you a big bag of money to be the guy for our team. <laughs> And he just had his first year. He's got two more years on his three-year Pistons deal, making $20 million next season and almost $21 million the year after that in 22-23. Mm. Like, to me, they just signed They just signed Jeremy Grant. I don't know why the Pistons would be in any hurry to give him up. Do you? I don't see why they would be in a hurry to do it, no. But here's here's why they might. And that's the fact that they have the number one pick. And if that pick pans out, uh, your boy Kay Cunningham, if, if he pans out to be what they kind of want him to be or what uh, brilliant minds like you think he should be, uh, you're going to need some money <laughs> to pay this man. And so maybe you move Jeremy Grant um, after this year and try to, you know, get that off your books and things like that. But so that's, one possibility of how that could happen uh because like you said man making that 20 mil that's 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 going to be hard to do and he's a perfect fit even if they take Cade number one obviously number one overall pick as a rookie scale contract makes good money but not max like super max kind of money no no, they have a few years where you're only paying Cade a rookie scale yeah that's what i'm thinking that's what i'm talking about i'm talking about the future that right it's time to sign him you're not going to be able to pay guys like Jeremy Grant, whose contract might be, you know, done by then. But then again, we might he might be done too. <laughs> like we don't know what what's going to go on with Jeremy Grant, and he might not be happy with the role um, because it's going to be all about Cade. Okay, let let's not get that confused. It's gonna, not going to be about Jeremy Grant anymore. It's it's going to be about Cade, as right. rightfully so. He's the number one pick. So if it comes in and they don't mesh together, or or it just doesn't work out. Um, yeah, that's a possibility that he could be moved, and that's why I said the money. Because if he's playing like that, he's gonna he's gonna have to get paid. Like you're gonna have to sign that dude to that uh, extension. It's gonna have to happen. But Jeremy Grant, yeah, he's a great fit here. Obviously, can play that four. Will be would just make every backcourt position player better because he makes it easy for you. You hear it? Oh, I don't know what to do. Uh, here's the ball. It's kind of like how Vooch did Kobe White. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, oh, I don't know what to do. Oh. 
wait, oh, that's open? Okay, there you go. I can do that. Wow, that's easy. I don't know that. So, yeah, Jeremy Grant would be a great help and a great play. But you, like you said, Matt, man, what you going to have to give up for him? I don't see how you do anything that doesn't involve, like, Patrick Williams. Um, right. To get him, honestly, I don't see it. Because Kobe is the other piece you say, okay, here's our other young player that's got a lot of potential. But do, do the Pistons like him more than they like Killian Hayes, who they already have mm. on their roster? If they right. keep that number one pick and draft Cade Cunningham, right. it, it, like w- what is the need for one Kobe White? If you have right. Killian Hayes and Cade Cunningham, there isn't a need for Kobe White. And then all of a sudden you look around and the Bulls cupboard is bare. If you're in saying you want to keep P. Will and they're not interested in Kobe, also, you know, because of the Vooch deal, we don't really have a lot of first-round picks to be doling out right now. Mm-hmm. And do you really want, you know, uh, Jeremy Grant so badly that you'll give up a first-round pick for him or or even multiple, if that's what Detroit is, is asking? It just mm-hmm. doesn't seem very feasible to me right now. Yeah, it doesn't. And, yes, again, we would love him to be here. <laughs> he would be great yeah. to be here. But Because you know what yeah. else? Not only is a great player, but we could have – a member of the Grant family back in a Bulls jersey. And the best one. We already had the other one. We don't <laughs> we want the good one now. If, you know, and if we, we we gotta we gotta tell, hey, they don't have to be prescription, but you gotta throw on some rec specs if you're playing here. <laughs> you gotta do it, Jeremy. You gotta do it. Like Uncle Horace, you gotta do it. <laughs> you know Horace be back on the sideline too, yelling oh, yeah. and screaming and hollering, like, oh man, it'll be great. It'll be great, man. But yeah. It'd be great. We would love him, but I just don't see how you do it. Uh, All right. Moving along, we've got a text message from the plus six one. Dave, Mm -hmm. you said that's Australia, right? Australia, my friend. All right. This is a hilarious hypothetical here. Uh, The texture says, hey, guys, uh, first of all, great choice by bringing Big Dave on. Thank you. I agree. ESPN updated their rankings for the 23 draft class. Bronny James is currently ranked 41. A 6'3 point guard shooting guard that can shoot is athletic. LeBron James is on the record saying he wants to play with his son before he retires. Uh Uh My question is, based on current ranking, would you use a first-round pick to draft Bronny knowing an aging LeBron would join your team? And if so, how high would you be willing to draft him? Personally, I hope karma catches up with LeBron for creating all these super teams. The Kings draft Bronny with the third pick, and LeBron retires wearing a Kings jersey. After all the heartache LeBron caused Bulls fans during the Rose era, this would balance things out. Well, I love so much about that Uh, text message, Big Dave. mm -hmm. It it was the perfect – honestly, it was the perfect Matt and Dave text message. Because it was hopeful and nice and then just wonderfully petty. <laughs> it was great. That was a good job. Excellent work, sir. Excellent work. What, oh, what do you man. think of the idea though? I yeah. <laughs> I mean, what am I what am I against LeBron James playing for the bull? Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Yes, bring LeBron. Yes, whatever. I don't care how old LeBron will be. Aging LeBron is still a triple double threat. Aging LeBron is still LeBron James, okay? Like, regardless of what uh, skills might diminish his skills you know when a step down this year and he still was awesome like you know he still was amazing he just got hurt you know that's kind of what happened he hurt his ankle and things but it's lebron james i'm not turning down lebron james man it's it's lebron james but in the 20 so the 2023 draft class will be Bronny jr's draft class 
Yeah. So you're talking about the 23-24 NBA season. Yeah. When at the late December mark of that season, LeBron will turn 39. Okay. That's yeah. pretty old. It's it's LeBron James, man. <laughs> it's LeBron I just, James. I had to play devil's advocate for a second. I Father time eventually does catch up to you. He does. He always catches up to you, but man, LeBron can run. <laughs> like LeBron is not slow, okay? He's he's a fast guy. When LeBron comes to your team, you'll instantly be better. Like, I don't care how old he is, honestly. 39, great. Like, give me him. I'll take okay. him. And playing with his son. Yes. What if, give me all what if it's one season? If it's LeBron saying, I'm gonna play my final year. Yeah. As my son's rookie year, and I'm gonna, yeah. you know, literally pass the torch to him to say, mm -hmm. "All right, Bronny James, it's your story now. Dad's yeah. gonna retire." Yeah. So you're saying, and that's the other part of the question that our texter brought up is, if you want that idea so badly, and you want LeBron to come and finish his season in Chicago so badly that you'd be willing to draft Bronny way higher than he is projected and not go best available at all. You know, let, let, let's also hope that the Bulls don't have a lottery pick in 2023, yeah. right? Yes. Hopefully we're <laughs> done with freaking lottery picks by then. Yes. But, but if not, if God forbid, for whatever reason, we have a lottery pick and there are the, okay, here are the names of these players, one through 10. These are the 10 best players of the class. And at that time, when it rolls around, Bronny's still in the 40s somewhere. Mm -hmm. Are you willing okay. to potentially F up the next several years of your team's uh, path by taking a kid who in Bronny might not come anywhere near his father's NBA success just to have the twilight riding off into the sunset single season of LeBron? Because do you think that gets you a shot at a title that one year? I don't know. But it's hard for me to say no because it's kind of what LeBron does is go to the finals. Like, dude, it, I don't care. Your, your 10 best prospects coming out in 2023, none of them will be better than a 39-year-old LeBron James. Period. None of them. All right? That's just what it is. It's LeBron James, man. I can't stress that enough. This is LeBron James. You get LeBron James, all right? Like, if, if you're like, yo, if you draft my son, I'll come with you. Yes. Like, honestly, Matt, this wouldn't be a question for, for teams like he mentioned the Kings. You ask the Kings this, they would think we're crazy for even having this debate. Like, like yeah, absolutely, you, we're taking LeBron James on our team because we're the Kings. We're the Kongs, as John calls them. We're the Kongs. We take a LeBron James on our team. That's what's going to happen. But the Bulls, you know, as the construction of what they have, you know, and everything, and with our tourists and with everything, I get it, you know. And, and, it, and it also strikes me as something the Nets would do. You know, it feels like a move the Nets would pull off like a few years ago or something like that. I get that. But there is nobody in that draft. <laughs> there is nobody in that draft that would be better that year than a 39-year-old LeBron James. It's just not true. I When I think of 39, I think of guys like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, who was an all-star <laughs> when he was 39 years old. I think of Jason Kidd, who was like, what, won a title at 38? I think we're watching old cranky Chris Paul out here might be Finals MVP out here doing his thing at 36. I don't I don't subscribe to that anymore when it's greatness with it. Mm -hmm. So when it's like that kind of great player and those things, 39 man, if LeBron is 
Rhett wants to play for the Bulls at 39. Yeah, hey, hey, get out the way. Hey, move. Get your stuff. <laughs> go down. Go down the road. He needs to have a locker next to his son. And you're right. You're gambling on your future because you're saying Bronny James is going to be my future point guard. And we don't know exactly how good this kid is going to be or anything like that. But, dude, oh. Oh. It's hard to say no to. Very hard. One more piece of devil's advocate, and then I will finish with a positive idea. Last piece of devil's advocate is, okay, yes, I agree with you. Any player, the best prospect to come out of this 2023 draft class, that year, their rookie year, will not be better than even a 39-year-old LeBron James. But a retired doesn't play anymore LeBron James Mm -hmm. is less useful than that top prospect talent for years to come with your franchise. So I hear you. If you don't win a chip that one year with Bron, mm-hmm. then gee, I hope that one season was fun. Just like, oh <laughs> hey, are we so glad we did the three alphas experiment? Boy, that was fun. <laughs> now you where the not, hell are we? You now where the hell LeBron are James to that. All right. Even okay. though you know I was a defender of it, you can't put LeBron in that category, man. Okay. At all. That's LeBron. Here, here's the cherry on top of what could be. If LeBron just does the one season with Bronny and he retires, but Bronny is around the Bulls for years to come, Bron, who has most of his business stuff set up out west for you know his post-playing career, could become an advocate for the, the league's brightest stars to play in Chicago. If his Whoa. son's career starts in Chicago, LeBron can say, hey, Rich Paul, be the agent for this star and this star and this star and get all of them to come to Chicago to play with my son. However, what is the likelihood of that as opposed to the likelihood of LeBron saying, okay, Rich Paul, let's orchestrate a trade to get Bronny to the Lakers because that's what's (laughs) happening. Honestly, don't under... I said I was going to finish on a positive, but I lied to you. But you couldn't help yourself. Well, well, let me bring it back. Let me bring it back, though, because you know LeBron James is a petty person. And nothing would do his heart well than coming to the place where people are telling him the greatest player of all time is and winning in his own time with his son. He Nothing would do better than that. So, yes, LeBron James, when you get LeBron, you're right. You get an entire corporation with you. <laughs> like, it ain't just LeBron coming. It's an entire corporation, man. And so, yeah, in business dealings, it's Chicago. Like, are you kidding me? Yes, this is Chicago, all right? You summertime Chicago is the greatest city in the world. All right. LeBron James would love it here. And he would bring all these players. Everybody would want to come play with his son because it's LeBron James Jr. It's young Bronny out there. And then Chicago will be back on top. Now I just got excited about this because it sounds wonderfully ridiculous and it won't happen. And but it sounds so great and ridiculous. I love it. I love this now. I love this now. Bronny's going to the Lakers. Come on now. We all know. <laughs> yeah, let's we all yeah. know this. We know however, this, yes. However they need to make it happen, they're going to make it happen. They're going to make it they're happen, just, yeah. He's going to get either drafted by or traded to the Lakers on draft night, and LeBron will say, great, we'll play one season together, and then I'm out, but here you are. Here, you is, are. The, here is the Lakers franchise, son. Have hey, a good time. Here's, here's Anthony Davis and Zion Williamson, too, though, while you're Right, out. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, all right, let's get out of here with a email uh, about some big picture stuff. And this email is from Alex in New Zealand. Hey, guys, been a listener for many years now. Thanks for all the good work. Well, thank you for listening. Um, Alex says, I've always been someone who prefers to rebuild through draft. 
it's unfortunate the Bulls didn't have the right front office to execute it and the staff to develop those players. However, I thought Acme could definitely make the Bulls a perennial playoff team, even a contender at some point, through two to three years of drafting and developing. I don't dislike the Vooch trade, and I can bear with costing it two first-rounders, but he's a 30-year-old all-star who's already reached his ceiling. The Bulls have no cap space or assets to bring in a third star while needing this team to work out in the short term. I believe they have a core to do great things without injuries, but Acme really need to get big-brained to bring them to the next level. What are your thoughts? Thanks. Keep up the good work and welcome big Dave to the show. That's from Alex in New Zealand. Um, Okay. So big Dave, Mm -hmm. as the guy who always says, when there are some questions and concerns about Acme's Mm -hmm. move so far, let him Mm -hmm. cook. What are your thoughts about Alex's concerns here? Uh, They're valid. Uh, They're actually the same concerns that uh, Mark Chanowski voiced on the podcast. We just did with him. Uh, it was the same thing that he said about, you know, getting a guy who was, you know, reaching the end of his peak and, you know, giving up your draft picks uh, to get it. And basically it ended with a worst case scenario of you not making the playoffs and, you know, you not getting that pick, even though it was top four protected. Um, um, again, Matt, like that's just how I feel about watching AK and Eversley is what they showed me with that trade is they were trying to win, period. Like we're trying to win and we're trying to be better winning we're not trying to win and again this is i can't believe i'm mentioning the nets twice right now but yeah uh, but it, we're not doing like the nets did when they went and got uh garnett and uh uh johnson and paul pierce and said okay now we're ready for a title like like no that's that's not what this is they're they're clearly firm now in knowing that what the bulls need and knowing that the bulls just needed the playoff experience you know needed to get that under their belt so that's what they were trying to do and if zach doesn't get COVID, I'm telling you, the Bulls would have been in that situation, all right? Like, please don't forget that. He had COVID, all right? And that shut everything down. Like, it did a lot of things for a lot of players around the league, but I digress. I understand the concern, and it's a valid and legitimate concern. Uh, what you lost me was when you said he got to get big brain, because if anybody got them brains, baby, it's AK and it's Mark Eversley. They've shown you. I, I refer back to Garrett Temple a lot, because I remember – Bulls fans being upset the Bulls didn't have money to get somebody. And then they went and got Garrett Temple. And then they were upset they got Garrett Temple because they didn't know who Garrett Temple was. And then Garrett Temple gets here. And then Garrett Temple's awesome. And the Bulls fans are like, he's our MVP. Keep Give him an eight-year deal. So, you know, like... like, Garrett Temple, untradeable. (laughs) Untradeable. (laughs) Untradeable Garrett Temple. So those kind of situations are big brain moves to me. That lets me know that they're watching basketball and they know who can do what and what kind of fits in, not just with the, what the team wants to do, but kind of what, what Billy Donovan wants to do. So this is also be the second year where we really get to see what Billy Donovan wants and what he'll do. So I'm going to trust their brains, man. And I'm going to trust that wrist action of when they're in the kitchen about moves that they're going to make. Because every time we had a question, because I remember everybody in the Bulls land begging for a trade before this happened and I'm calling them idiots if they don't make a trade before this happens. Then they make a trade and get an all-star center. And now we're still like, eh, I don't know. Right. <laughs> I don't know, guys. I don't know what you do. So let them keep on cooking. It smells amazing. It smells wonderful. Alex, I understand your, your worry, but keep your trust in AK and Everson, my friend. So I'll, I'll add a couple of thoughts to that. Um, sure. As far as Vooch reaching his ceiling, I have a couple of thoughts. Mm. You're, not, you're not necessarily wrong in that he is a 30-year-old vet who's probably not going to get a lot better than he is now. 
But reaching your ceiling as a 30-year-old all-star doesn't mean you're not in your prime and useful. You are Vooch is in his prime. So, like, yes, okay, perhaps he has plateaued of his skills, but the plateau is still the best he will be in his NBA career. And unless something, knock on wood, drastic and awful happens where he's not healthy enough to be on the floor, you will expect that production of 20 and 10 every night from your right. starting center. Right. That's not a thing to complain about. Him right. hitting his ceiling and being on your team is not a thing to complain about. Also, his duo, his partner in crime, Zach Levine, who's three or four years younger than Vooch, has not yet hit his ceiling. Mm -mm. So one of our two all-stars could make yet another jump next season. And we could mm -hmm. see an even more <coughs> dominant Zach Levine next season. We might mm -hmm. even see a more dominant Zach Levine next season that gets a bit more respect from this league's officials because he has the words all-star next to his name. So when Zach has been driving and getting hacked, oh, gee, I knocked my headphone out. Uh, mm -hmm. No, you're making valid, valid, valid points hey, right now. How many mics did I break on Outsiders? Uh, when, when Zach's driving and getting hacked, he'll get more calls. We're going to see a better and more e efficient Zach Levine next season than we even saw this season. Mm. And then back to Vooch for just one more quick thought. Sure. Maybe plateaued, maybe not. You're going to get the 20 and 10. But what we it. started to see from Vooch in a Bulls uniform that we always saw potential with him is a distributing playmaking big man. And AK with the way that Nikola Jokic is a center who's capable of averaging six, seven, eight assists a game, you can still see that element of Vooch's game improve next season. Because I think Fair. that that's what, uh, that's what AK saw in, in Vooch. A guy who can get you 20 and 10, yes, but has the potential to also be a playmaking big the way that we brought up Jokic here in Denver. So reach the ceiling? Maybe. But that doesn't mean there could be some nuanced levels of improvement to Vooch's game mirroring the ways that Jokic is effective for Denver. Because I think mm. that's what that's what AK's plan was when he made the Vooch trade. Absolutely. No, it clearly was the plan. He was putting together a mini Denver Nuggets. You kind of saw it. He's like, I got my Jamal Murray and I got my my Joker. So let's go out here and do it in the East. Yeah. I, yeah. Great points, though, Matt. Honestly, great point. And hey, maybe we'll just steal Jeremy Grant back because that's <laughs> yeah. Maybe we get Bronny. <laughs> like, maybe we get Bronny, Bronny Jr. Maybe, maybe we get LeBron James. You get LeBron James. Oh my God. 39 year old LeBron is still better than everybody. Like it's crazy. No way that's uh, gonna happen. Let's just let's just no, take that silly idea not. out of the brains of Bulls. Well, too late. It's not we gonna put happen. that idea in. It's not gonna happen. See that this is this is the chaos of mailbag, man. Sometimes you get these crazy wild hypotheticals, and look how deep down the rabbit hole we are. We we went, yeah. They took me there. They, they took me there, man. It was a roller coaster. I don't regret a second of it. <laughs> nah, nor nor I. It's always fun to rabbit hole with you and you, yes, our man. listeners. Uh, appreciate everybody for checking in. We do have some fresh voicemails to get to. We'll try to get to those later in the week on another episode. But again, three three one nine seven nine one three six nine is the number to join the conversation here with us at Locked on Bulls. Thanks to my co-host, Big Dave. As always, you got lots of love in that mailbag. People are happy you're here, buddy. Thank lots you. of welcomes to, to Big here. Dave. 
Uh, thanks to our sponsors for today, Spotify Green Room, Built Bar, and Bet Online. Go put some money on Phoenix in game two, probably. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I'm, I'm, I won't say. I'll say, I'll say it when this game two. I'll say. Big Dave's going to keep that betting intel to himself. I'll say. I'll save until next, till next show. I'll say. Until next time. All right. Well, until yeah. next time, that's Big Dave. I'm Matt. Thanks for listening. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know I'm doing it.